Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace, and they're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie's helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. My latest project, tree trimming for our phone lines into the radio show. I mean, any home improvement you need, Angie can help you find the best price for your project. Angie lets you request and compare quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie has cost guides that tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and in your area. Get started at Angie.com, that's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The app and the website is free to use. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Oh, yeah. Happy, happy hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very weird doing it without Stephanie. It is a little weird doing it without Stephanie, but uh, we, you know, we got Stephanie in the happy hour nonetheless because uh, she's talked. Uh, she talked to uh, uh, Cliff Schechter this yes, week. for a full hour on Monday. Yeah, from the Unprecedented, Unprecedented podcast. And then uh, on Tuesday, she was here to talk to Frank Fulguzzi. Frank Fulguzzi, who that was, a, that was a great interview. I had actually people saying, can you please post that entire yeah. interview online? I was like... Yeah, so hold it's, your horses. It's the happy That's what hour. happy hour is for. It's the happy hour yes. this week. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Stephanie's still in North Carolina. Uh, we think she's going to be back next next she's, week. She's talking next week. We, yep. y- you, you may see her on Monday. Yeah, we yeah. never know. We, so, you never know. Uh, but uh, until then, have a happy weekend, and we hope you enjoy this happy hour uh, podcast. Thanks. Bye. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform, one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. NetSuite.com slash Miller. NetSuite.com slash Miller. One more time, NetSuite.com slash Miller. Is that hail to the chief backwards? It is. Did it that is. mean Cliff, Cliff Schechter of Unprecedented? Yes. Here? Oh, hi, Cliff. Hey, how are you? Hi. Hi. And you are a liberal helper, as is Laffy, our friend. You said, I think Laffy should write all future AP headlines um, because the, oh, the Associated Press uh, the story was just, he's in great spirits. Despite legal and political headwinds, those around uh, Trump describe him as unbothered and, bo- and emboldened by a sense of invincibility. Wow. He's continuing to tease a comeback run for president. And uh, Laffey just said, uh, 
let me revise that for you. Traitorous criminal continues to be a soulless sociopath not worthy of this post on our site. Thank you. Thank you. I nominate her as well. She's an L.A. gal. That was perfect stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I know, Cliff, it's just, here's the thing. I will not play his sound bites. I, I get that people don't, people get pissed when you're like, don't, he's been banned from Twitter, don't post his statements. But right. you do need to know what he's saying in the sense that, first of all, the first thing you ask is, that's legally actionable, isn't it? Like, isn't this just right. more evidence that we now have mountains of on tape, on, you know, statement, on Twitter, on whatever you want to call it, right? I, I mean, I would think so. Like, you have, you know, prosecutors, former prosecutors on here. I'm not a lawyer. I do think of myself as a, a human with a working cerebral cortex. And I don't... I don't... <laughs> understand how you can stand up and tell people and, and dangle pardons and, and, and threaten people and do all sorts of things that are clearly obstruction of justice, that were obstruction of justice when Nixon did them. Um, I, again, like I've tried to stay in there with Merrick Garland. I've really yeah. tried. And I get that building these new cases takes time. But like Mueller you know, gift wrapped the, the obstruction for him, yeah. you know, in the Mueller report. I just don't understand why that has not been prosecuted yet. And the longer this guy is left out there, he is like, he is a toxic, just, yeah. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a destructive force to anything that's around him. Yeah. And if you let him keep going like this, he will destroy our democracy. That is all that he is yeah. trying to do to protect himself. Well, I mean, and it's so clear, Cliff, that he's emboldened by, oh, no one's going to stop me. Not the Justice Department, right. not the Republican Party. No, first impeachment, second impeachment. No one's going to stop me. I'm just going to keep nope. doing it. And it's just this coup is just ongoing. And he, I think that's the thing. If we keep saying it over and over again, but just this thing that it's all out in the open has always been his strategy that he thinks that's yeah. why he gets away with it. It's like, oh, it's not hidden. It's all out. How can it possibly be illegal? I'm doing it all out in the open. No, I think you're right. Right. I mean, that, that has been the strategy. I don't think his strategy on purpose, because he is way too stupid to put together a coherent strategy, much less thought on something like that. But I think just his natural instincts to throw everything out there works for him because people are so shocked and taken back. And, and then they're like, well, he's saying all of this, so he can't really be a crime. I mean, you named before the fact that you with Liz Cheney. I mean, we are lucky to have that velociraptor. I mean, I'm sorry. I could disagree with Liz Cheney all day long. I, I loathe many of the things, if not everything she stands for. And yep. yet. We just never, why being liberal means you have to be wimpy. The fact is, she can turn doorknobs. We know that, like Velocirac, right? She can do that thing. <laughs> and she's doing it. <laughs> she will turn those doorknobs and open those doors uh -huh. to get to the information we need her to get to, yeah. hopefully, to put this man in prison. Yeah. Well, I mean, and this is, again, the second, first, second impeachment could have stopped him from running again. But, like, here we are. Where you like you you referred to the AP story? Oh, he's feeling invincible and emboldened and talking about running again because it's just. Right. Uh, I, I mean, okay. I the other like, thing that may be our best. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. So the, the other thing that may be our our best sort of ace card to play here. I won't use that other term. Um, is the fact that uh, he and um, he and DeSantis hate each other. I think we should be trying to egg that thing on. Yeah. You know, like plant some stories with Trump attacking DeSantis and DeSantis attacking Trump. So they just sort of, you know, it becomes like Godzilla versus King Kong. You just hope they take each other out. Right. right. You know what well, I mean? Well, I mean, you, somebody tweeted COVID-19 update. Florida reports 27,533 new cases and the largest increase in deaths since November 4th. And you said, but I was told Ron DeSantis responded to the threat of COVID brilliantly by banning books mentioning blacks and Native Americans. I mean, this party, Cliff, I mean, we've got Nazi rallies. 
in Florida this weekend. Yeah. We've got, you know, Nazi symbols. <laughs> Symbols popping up in subways over overpasses, books banning the you know talking about slavery, the Holocaust, gay yep. people, uh, him making literally fascist threats at giant rallies, and people are saying yeah. we're being too hyperbolic. I know. I mean, how could we be like this? How how could we be shocked and alarmed that these things are going on? I do remember another country in history that liked to burn books. It didn't turn out well there. Yeah. Um, and I I just I, I, no I, the the people and especially people in mainstream media which. Again, I, in tweets, I go after them constantly because I'm just so tired of it. I mean, I'm so tired of the normalizing and the acting like, oh, the smart political strategy being a racist. And, you know, I, I mean, he's he's undermining everything about our electoral system. Well, we and just, he's dividing we, us. We just it, talked to, yeah, to Eric Bollard about, I mean, obviously the major issue of our day, Cliff, is COVID. But the press won't yes. report on the main reason we're still in COVID, the main 99% Correct. reason is unvaccinated people that are mainly Correct. Republicans and Trump voters in red states that are. There's not both sides right. to no, this. There's not one side of people that are saying, don't get vaccinated, don't wear a mask, don't do anything. And magically, those counties or those states that are all red are three to four times or more as high in terms of cases of people ending up in hospitals and dying. And yeah, we're still in this because of them. And, and again, like how they've turned it into a, a positive and how they've turned it to a point. It's kind of like what you said about Trump out in the open. Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott, these guys, they're killing people out in the open by doing nothing yeah. and telling people not to get vaccinated. And we're just sort of ho-hum, like covering it like that's a strategy. That's an like opinion. That's a, that's a, a valid opinion, too. You know, vac- yeah. vaccine or not vaccine. Oh, it's the same. Just let people Va- die. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, you said on Twitter, you said there's a type of person I particularly love on Twitter. The I'm not left or right, I'm common sense in their bio type who comes in uh, to critique you. You said 98% of the time it takes two seconds to look in their timeline and see they just retweeted Dan Bongino 10 minutes ago. I mean, <laughs> yeah, both sides, I, do not do it. <laughs> no, I love if they're If they're pushing that both sides crap, you kind of know they either must be in the mainstream media and just pretending for their bosses, or it's one of these people that doesn't want to admit they're a Republican, doesn't want to admit they're a right-winger, doesn't want to admit they're a Nazi. So they're just like, I'm open-minded to everything. Yeah. I believe that you can either not get vaccinated or not get vaccinated and walk off a roof. You know, I mean, like, those, are, those become the options. Right. Well, you know, we've been talking about Bill Maher a lot because a lot of people are because just I don't know what's happened. He's become, you know, a Fox News host, basically. Yeah. And it, it, but that's yeah. part of it is, oh, it's I, not me that's changed. It's liberals that have got and I'm I, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. But you guys, you and John talk all the time about uh, Democrats, Democratic strategy. I mean, all of the stuff we've passed is wildly popular with the American people. Yes. It is not some fringy left stuff that we're passing COVID no. relief and infrastructure and everything that's in build back better and on and on. Right. And it, it's the right. And we've just in this conversation, Cliff talked about outright fascism embraced by the Correct. right. So you tell me who, which parties changed. Right. Well, and again, they won't even bring the context to like what it is that Biden and Democrats are doing when you've had so many needs ignored. I mean, Jesus, a bridge just fell in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. We've got two that are structurally unsound here in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I won't drive over. Like when you ignored your infrastructure to that point, you may have to put more money into fixing your infrastructure. That doesn't make it liberal. Yeah. That makes it that we, I'd rather not die in a river. I'm sorry. Um, I couldn't hear anything else you said because you, you said Cincinnati and you're wearing your Bengals hat. So I feel like I must. Say- oh, Does Cincinnati have a song? Go Rams. Does Cincinnati have a song named after it? We have so many songs you can't even imagine. Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> we do actually, and I should know it, but of course I don't. Um, I said earlier today when I saw you were booked, I was like, oh, that's going to be a death match. That's going to be a Rams-Bengals <laughs> death match in hour three. It is, but I can't say who they think are going to beat them Bengals. Nobody can. We go into their homes. And we thrash them like a bangled tiger. Okay. And it is the Lunar New Year year until, of the tiger. Until you get butted off a cliff by a ram. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> um, here's what I love about you is because you commit to a joke, which I, listen, I said when Joni Mitchell at Spotify that there is not both sides now to the COVID debate. And I got nothing here. I got no laughs. I got nothing. And you said, I believe Barry Manilow just told Spotify that he, in fact, can smile without them. And you said, this turns out this was a rumor, but I am leaving the original tweet because I like the joke. See, I, it is a good joke. It's a good joke. I'm sorry. I, I will correct to the point of, I will say to people, I, I got it wrong. It looked like I thought that I'd seen that he was taking his stuff off Spotify. But if I put that correction up there, screw you. I'm keeping the damn joke. Yep. It made people laugh. I'm going with it. It's not like it's a joke about about something that's killing people. It's about Barry Manilow. I mean, come on. <laughs> exactly. We could by the play, way, we could, go ahead. By the way, though, I have to say, on a serious note on that, Andrew tweeted, Spotify can survive without Neil Young, but if all the top artists follow his example and refuse to allow streaming services to host their content while also giving a platform to COVID deniers, insurrectionists, and racists, it could actually make a difference. I mean, you know, the fact that Joni Mitchell yeah. stood up, I think, was a big deal. The fact that Mouse is the number one book on Amazon is a big deal. It tells me mm-hmm. there is more of us than, than them, you know. There are. We know that we find that out every election just before they steal that election from us and use the Electoral College or something else to, to take control, right? I mean, we win the popular vote pretty much every time. We The biggest, you know, your state out there, by far the biggest population. Who do they support? Fifth biggest economy, right, in the world? I mean... No, these guys pretend that they're, they they have the loudest voices. They have the most sort of socially inept. They have the most incels among them, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, Ben Shapiro. Okay, sorry. All right. But hey, I mean, hey. I'll stop now. But uh, but the point being, like, <laughs> like yeah, they're loud. They show up at school board meetings, threaten to bring guns like that woman in Wisconsin and stuff like that. Yeah. But no, every time in most of the most of this country, when you look at the overall vote and you look at what people support, seventy percent I think supported mask mandates. Like usually 70 plus percent is with us on any issue. Yeah. The exceptions are below that, but that's most. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Bill Maher. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, Someone on Twitter pointed out that the theme song to WKRP in Cincinnati is a song. (gasps) There you go. That is. You guys should play that. (laughs) Okay. Well, in honor of Howard Hessman, we have our own song. All right. Cliff. And your radio people. Yeah. Baby, if you've ever wondered. Wonder whatever became of me I'm living on the air, it's not so crappy Not so crappy, Radio Stephanie <laughs> Got tired of radio right-wing domination Town to town, they seem to own the dial Maybe you were meant to listen to Hannity Just maybe tune me in once in a while I'm at Stephanie Miller's show. It's not so crappy. Does that, wow. make, does that make me the Johnny Fever of progressive radio? It does. Sounds? Or the Venus <laughs> Flytrap. And you can dance to it, too, yeah. which is what's really good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, Cliff, we're going to get all kinds of uh, strategy going into this. Because I want to, I think it was Eric Bollard. I wanted to get your take on that. Well, let's do it real sure. quick before the break about, you know, the Supreme Court stuff. 
I think Eric was saying, like, yeah, come out bashing the first African-American woman nominee right before the midterms and see right. how that goes. I mean, we have, well, who is it? Is this Wicker that said, you know, it, this is going to be an affirmative action pick and it's not going to get one Republican vote? Yeah, uh, Joe Lockhart said a leading Republican senator said he does not expect a single Republican vote for Biden's Supreme Court nomination. No one has been picked. The only thing we know is it will be a black woman, yet they've already decided she's not qualified. That is a pure demonstration of racism. I agree. It is. Well, it's a pure demonstration also of who they are, because Ronald Reagan said he was going to pick a woman yeah. when he picked Sandra Day O'Connor, and Donald Trump said he was going to pick a woman before he picked Coney Barrett. And so this isn't the first time somebody has said, I mean, I don't know if George H.W. Bush said it out loud, but one of the most gruesome you know, replace, replacements of all time replaced the hero Thurgood Marshall with that thing speaking of supremely unqualified clarence thomas who was credibly accused of sexual harassment and by the way proved the case on the court he's never said a word for years i know (laughs) like right and his wife is a right-wing activist and there's conflicts of interest look what biden is going to do what he's done with everything so far he's going to pick somebody who's absolutely qualified he just wants the court to look like the country does yeah and that would mean we would have an african-american woman on the court that's it. Like, it's really, she'll be qualified. She'll be more qualified than Kavanaugh. She won't be going out, like, boozing with Squee and Tobin and PJ and the gang, you know. She won't cry. Like she won't cry at her hearing, like Brett Kavanaugh and ask like if, anyone beer, not, if anyone likes like beer. beer. <laughs> and, you know, if you can call that qualified emotionally yeah. above, a, like, a 12-year-old level, I think we'll get somebody more qualified. That's the bar for judicial temperament. OMG, I am so excited about our new sponsor, Cook Unity. These are ready-cooked meals. You want to know my first six? Grilled mahi-mahi with oyster mushrooms and steamed rice. <gasps> Vegan rigatoni pesto. Four cheese ravioli with cherry tomatoes and spinach. Hang on. Climate-friendly chickpea and quinoa bowl. Classic salad nichois. Lemon-baked tilapia. I don't have time to cook. These, you just pop them in the microwave. Bam, you're done. Go to cookunity.com liberal. You will not believe the quality and the, the, the quantity of different uh, choices that you have. Whatever you need. Vegan, paleo, pescatarian, gluten-free. Whatever you love, they have a delicious dish. Cook Unity is the first chef to you service delivering locally sourced meals from award-winning chefs right to your door every week. And it's cheaper than other delivery options. So delicious and no cooking required. I love that on work nights for me. Go to cookunity.com liberal or enter the code liberal before checkout for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off your first week by using the code liberal or going to cookunity.com liberal. And you won Twitter this morning with Lordy. I hope there's scotch tape. Yes. Yeah. That was fantastic. <laughs> Boy, Stephanie, if we could just play that uh, intro whenever I walk into a room, that would be Yes. Great. Yes. You I, got it. I think so. And I, those movable cactuses behind you just come with you. <laughs> it's cacti. 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 Pardon me. Pardon me. Um, Frank, I got to say, I, I can't even imagine for a former FBI agent, for a normal person, the amount of crime seen in the open this weekend between Trump inciting violence and clearly obstruction of justice and witness tampering. And then this extraordinary story this morning about him being personally involved in trying to have voting machines seized by three separate departments of the government, Defense, Homeland Security, or the DOJ. I mean, I, as we were saying, when Zoe Lofgren says, I can't believe what we're seeing. (laughs) She said that a few days ago. And she went through Nixon's impeachment. I mean, it's... It says something, doesn't it, that we are, none of us have ever seen anything like this in our history, have we? 
Yeah, uh, the answer is no. And I, I think while we keep hearing uh, comparisons to Watergate, Watergate is, is a, you know, a 7-Eleven robbery compared to this thing. This is pervasive attempts to overturn an election and essentially attack our democracy. Free and fair elections are, are in terrible jeopardy. I, I don't want to be the guy that scares the hell out of people, but oh, as we're approaching the midterm elections, what I see playing out right now with what, you know, among the litany of things you just listened, Stephanie, you, you left out the fact that two Republican candidates in Michigan have essentially said, well, have, not essentially, they yeah. said un unplug the tabulation machines. And uh, come armed and come armed. Right, uh, lock and load, come armed. That's what we're facing uh, as we approach midterms. Well, and specifically the FBI, um, obviously Atlanta FBI says it's gathering information on potential Trump-inspired threats against uh, Fonnie Willis. I mean, it, once again, extraordinary. He, I, he, When he took to the stage to say if he's charged with crimes out of New York, Atlanta, or D.C., he, was, you know, he should, obviously people should, uh, well, did he use the word protest? I think we know that's not what he meant, but... Uh, Anyway, um, the FBI, Atlanta FBI is monitoring uh, Trump-inspired threats to Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis, who has already asked the FBI for added security out of fear of retribution on her office over her investigations. And the other thing out of this is, for the first time, she has said, Donald, I am criminally investigating Donald Trump. I mean, that right? That was the first time we heard that yesterday. But, I, I mean, so tell us what happens. So what happens when you're at the FBI, Frank, and you get this call? What do you do? Well, what can you do? So first, I, I, I want to point out, and I know the DA in Fulton County knows this, the FBI is not a security guard firm. They're not going to put agents around the, right. the, county, the county building in, uh, in Atlanta. That's not going to happen. But they absolutely can assist with monitoring threat intelligence against her. They certainly can do a risk assessment of the building. It's not their strong point. But here's what I think I see in this instead of picking up the phone or maybe she did right and called the atlanta fbi field office for help she publicly released this letter she wrote to them yeah. i see this as a, an official saying i need help i'm not entirely comfortable i want everybody to know that yes i know i could go to the county sheriffs in fulton yes i know i could go to the state authorities georgia bureau of investigation in georgia but i'm publicly going to the fbi because i think I'm in deep, deep threat. Well, and he's, risk right now. he said these vicious racists, yeah. these people are racists. And obviously that's him trying to incite a race war because Fonnie Willis is black. Why? And the, you know, gentleman that took over for Cy Vance. I mean, because he said they're they're racist. I mean, this is him ginning up his white supremacist supporters. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, you're right. She wrote, we must work together to keep the public safe and ensure we do not have a tragedy in Atlanta, simple, similar to what happened in the United States Capitol on January 6th. Security concerns were escalated this weekend by the rhetoric of former President Trump at a public event in Conroe, Texas that was broadcast, covered by national media outlets, shared widely on social media. See, this is the dilemma, Travis, we deal with here is do you play these sound bites? We didn't play them yesterday. They played them on TV, but this is the problem. Then other millions of other people see it. You're giving, what he's doing is dangerous and illegal, Frank, but what, what's, I, what, what, what do you think your, the media responsibility is? You know, so, you kind of think like, don't give him more of a platform, but then, right. I, I think responsible reporting these days requires us to watch it, to listen to it, yeah. Um, others can choose not to, but if you want to have a, a deaf, turn a deaf ear to what a man is saying who is inciting violence, 
who is inciting and encouraging people to overthrow the election, you're going to miss the threat that this guy faces. So I have to do it for a living, but I, I tell you, you've got to do it if you yeah. want to understand the threat we're facing. Well, let me, let me, I, we're finding this soundbite. I know we didn't, we, we deliberately didn't play it yesterday and then everybody played it on TV last night, but you know, because at, at first you're thinking like, what's he talking about racist? I'm like, oh, he's talking to all his white supremacist supporters about the black prosecutor right well, forget, which, which yeah, would also tell you he's most worried about what's happening in uh, georgia yeah. and and don't forget uh let's let's name another black uh lawyer that's after him which is letitia james right mm-hmm. yes 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 so this yeah. is so here it is because i, I want to get your take as a, an fbi former it FBI. really is prosecutorial misconduct at the highest level these prosecutors are vicious horrible people they're racists and they're very sick they're mentally sick they're going wow. after me without any protection of my rights by the Supreme yeah, Court or true. most other courts. In reality, they're not after me. They're after you. And I just happen to be the person that's in the way. That's what they're after. Oh. No, they're after you. <laughs> but uh, yeah. well, you I, see how he's masterfully done this? Yeah. Yes. He's masterfully turned it into a threat against you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not about me. You're being threatened and then calling for the largest protest ever, quote, unquote. Well, so far, the, the worst protest we've seen in recent history is January 6th. Yeah. It was an insurrection. It was a coup attempt. If he's calling for something bigger than that because yeah. he's being prosecuted, this is the, the table has been set for a violent period ahead. By the way, do you think anything else will need to be taught in psychology projection class for the rest <laughs> of time? Just just this, everybody, just this. Listen to this. Watch this soundbite. I mean, it, it's extraordinary, right? It, he just projects in every single uh, thing he does now. You were, you know, Frank, when you were saying you didn't mean to scare us, but too late. But uh, <laughs> you pointed to a Rolling Stone piece. You said, worth the disturbing read. It's much later than you think. Uh, FBI agents spent 25 years unmasking na- Nazis, the Klan, and gangs. Um, th- that's the feeling I have. It's later than we think. And if, you know, we are not looking at all of these outward Nazi rallies and symbols all over the country. And what was it? Howard University and five other black universities targeted yesterday with bomb threats. It's, I don't know what the FBI calls a boiling point, but this sure feels like it. It does, um, as they say in the uh, racist, racist uh, uh, studies, uh, the quiet part is now being said out loud. Yeah. Um, Trump has given license to this kind of hatred. And look, the FBI director has said in public testimony, the most lethal form of domestic violence they're seeing right now is race-based, hate-based uh, domestic groups. And when you see Nazi flags flying out in the open in Florida, other places, pamphlets being left on on windshields in in florida against uh, the jewish community we we are living through a period that is the ugliest in modern history the question is this um do we come out of it in the shorter term or is this going to take years and years i i'm thinking this is an entrenched insurgency stephanie that we are seeing develop in this country that's going to be with us for a while. And a single solution, arrest this guy, make this guy go away, is is not um, a plausible solution. It, I, want to see, I want to see justice and accountability. That is the answer. But if you think that a few people in handcuffs is going to end what's already entrenched, I think you're wrong. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
<clears throat> I was going to say, um, as an FBI agent, when you hear, you know, this, you know, when you watch these clips and you read the statement where he basically admits to his goal was to overturn the election, he says overturn, mm -hmm. that Mike Pence could have overturned the election. So what, what of those are legally actionable? Is that not evidence for Merrick Garland? Is that not obstruction of justice, par witness tampering, whatever you want to call it, pardon dangling? I don't, I don't know. I mean, how yeah, much of what he's doing openly is legally actionable? Everybody's asking this question, right? Um, did he just incriminate himself? So the answer is yes, comma, but, which is a very lawyerly answer. <laughs> yeah. In, in, incredible incrimination statement. I love it when bad guys talk. I throughout my career when a, when a criminal subject got on the courthouse steps and started spouting things. I loved it. I, we would record it. We would use it against him. Awesome. But the but there's a flip half. There's another half to this that people have to understand. He's going to defend himself by saying he genuinely thought there was fraud. So the other half of this is. The DOJ proving, no, 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 you were told numerous times, including by the Attorney General of the United States, that there was not fraud. So he's going to, I'm telling you, here's the defense is coming. I thought there was fraud. You can't go after me for trying to right a wrong. DOJ is going to have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he knew and was convinced there wasn't fraud and still tried to overturn a ballot election. He, and, and, and also helping that would be he was told you can't have fake electors coming from seven states. You can't do this. Right. And he's going to go, well, that was Rudy. Right. It's going to I can yeah. see this all going to blame his out. lawyers. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's already starting the headline this morning. Trump calls for January 6th committee to investigate Mike Pence. I mean, it does have the feel of dominoes falling and everybody's scrambling to get out from under it, whether it's Mark Short or. Bill Barr or, you know, I mean, they're all obviously, you know, it's amazing. We were saying there's such a low, literally Bill Barr for Republicans in this whole story, because, you know, some things were too crazy for Bill Barr. Some things were too crazy even for Rudy Giuliani. So, you know, so, I mean, it is. Here's, the, yeah. here's the, cra the craziness that exists here, Stephanie, is that everybody calling for justice, handcuffs, grand juries. I, I, I do think this is in process. I, I do. But I want to prepare people for the reality. The reality is that come come any indictments of any high level people, uh, about 30 percent of the population will believe that this was a targeted political operation and they won't yeah. believe a word of the select committee or of the, the attorney general of the United States. Come the midterm elections, this even scares me more. Um, about about 40 to 50 percent, if not more of the people will not uh, believe the, the credibility of the vote in the midterms. Yeah. Yes. That's that's I mean, I just the damage that I was saying all morning, Frank, that one man has done to this country is just right. incalculable. Um, speaking of which, can we just talk real quick about your your tweet? Uh, Lordy, I hope there's scotch tape. So the National, <laughs> the National Archives handed over a trove of documents uh, to the January 6th committee. Trump was known inside the White House for his unusual and potentially unlawful habit of tearing presidential records into shreds and tossing them on the floor, creating a headache for records management analysts who meticulously use scotch tape to piece them back together. They were sometimes as small as confetti. Uh -huh. uh, despite the Presidential Records Act, the former president's shredding practices apparently continued well into the latter stages of his presidency. The National Archives took the unusual step of confirming the habit, saying the records they turned over included paper records that had been torn up by former President Trump. I, again, is this not 
what is this? Is this not more obstruction? What is it? Destruction of well, records? Well, like what? But see, you and I, you and I are looking through this at, through the lens of lawfulness, right? Oh, there's a law that requires a president and yes. the White House to maintain any documents produced by a president. Yeah, I get it. You, that's you and I looking at this. He's he's nuts. So yeah. He, yeah. he he just tears stuff. And he's going to say, "No, I wasn't obstructing justice. I tear everything up. It's my security procedure, right?" And it makes no sense to us. Can you imagine the the staff at the White House who is responsible for complying with the National Archives regulation running into the office when he leaves to go to the bathroom and trying to pick up the, yeah. the pulverized yeah. pieces of paper and scotch tape them together? It's a perfect analogy for our country. You and I and all of the other patriots, we are going to have to pick this country up in confetti-like pieces and put it back together when we're... Lordy, I hope there's scotch tape for putting the country back. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Or super glue. Something. Thank you, Frank. And uh, listen, hey, listen, Frank is one of the superheroes in our podcasting universe. MSWmedia.com, sexyliberal.com. We are all one universe now and uh, could not be prouder to be uh, at your side. With, as a, I, don't, I don't have my cape right now, but I feel like I'm, what is it? What is it? Avengers? What is it? What are we? Team Justice. Marvel? Team Justice. Team Justice. Team Justice. Justice. Right. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. See you next time. Anytime. Take care. Okay, you too.